the summertime is the fat man's friend. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. High quality H2O right there. And Eric Fry. So I'll pull up the mic. I get a large sweet tea. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Hello, uh, welcome in, happy uh, Friday uh, to you out there, not really bright and sunny, but that's okay, we can make our own sunshine here, and we're talking about uh, some uh, sports, some local sports sprinkled in there as well, what's happening out there on this first day of December, December 1st, 2023, and it's Travis Sparks, Eric Fry hanging out with you for the next hour here on ESPN Radio. Coming up for you, we got some uh, local sports to uh, hit up on. What happened uh, last night? What didn't happen uh, last mm-hmm. night? For uh, our broadcast perspective, we'll All tell right. you about that, and we'll take a quick peek at the weekend as well. And we'll hit up on uh, some other uh, college stuff that's happening uh, this weekend. It's a championship uh, Saturday, conference championship. Saying a playoff implications will be uh, decided uh, this Saturday, and then the uh, playoff bracket. The top four would be revealed on a Sunday. And we even got a conference championship game tonight with Washington and Oregon. Pac-12 championship. We do, and you're going to hear it right here on 99 The Game. Right here on 989 right The, the game. first domino will That's fall right. tonight. Mm-hmm. And we have it right here. Basically the first round of the playoffs. Yes. Starts tonight. The playing game. And it's right here on our stations. Yep. Very good. And also uh, we got a game uh, tomorrow afternoon uh, that is in college basketball as the uh, Fighting Illini are finally back in action. It seems like it's been uh, forever because it's been a week as uh, they are going to be in Rutgers at the rack tomorrow. So we'll take Mm. a peek at that and we'll see how that college basketball happened last night. We'll see how the uh, SEC-ACC challenge got decided on the women's side, because nothing was decided on the men's side, because we ended in a tie for some reason. And we almost had an upset, Travis. I was watching that game. Yeah, but didn't quite Not happen. Not to be. Not to be. Cinderella's shoe slipper didn't mm-hmm. fit. So, uh, we'll also uh, be uh, doing our pick'em game as well as we have no high school games because the high school season is over, but we uh, still continue on and we march on with pick'em because we got to talk about the uh, Bears, Colts, and other conference championships with playoff implications 
on the line. It looks like we're going to be doing those, so uh, stick around uh, for that. As well as there is any uh, baseball news here before winter meetings uh, begin this weekend. We'll see if there's any hot stove rumors going around the baseball mm-hmm. world. And I saw yesterday uh, some news on the Cardinal front about who may or may not be joining the staff mm. on the coaching side. So we'll hit up on that as well. And whatever we don't get to here in the Trusher Show, we get to in the podcast in some sort of a fashion. So make sure you stick around and download that if you haven't done so already. Of course, uh, the uh, starting lineup, we uh, like to give a uh, shout-out. It seems like it's been a little bit since I gave a uh, shout-out to the people that make the starting lineup possible. Uh, they include McMahon Meets, Tingley Insurance Agency, a Worth Computer Repair, and Teutopolis State Bank. All right, uh, so uh, let's get rolling here on uh, this uh, Friday, and uh, let's hit it up, and let's get it started with a segment we call First Things First. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we're starting off in uh, football. We're starting off in uh, the NFL from uh, last night. These are the Thursday games that we deserve. Because this one was an entertaining one as uh, the Cowboys, them boys. Mm. How about them Cowboys? I think I got all of them in there. As uh, they won over the Seahawks 41-35. to Cowboys pulled it out late there in the fourth quarter. Dak Prescott to uh, Ferguson for the go-ahead TD. There in a late stop by the Dallas defense. Gives the Cowboys the W. And... Man, that first half, it took forever as there was a flag fest there in the second quarter. And the Seahawks looked to be left for dead there as it was like they were trailed 20 to 14 and not a lot of time left. I, I want to say there was like 90 seconds left. And mm-hmm. then with all the flags, the Seahawks just drove it down the field there and then scored right before the half to take the narrow lead into halftime. But. Uh, first half just uh, dragged uh, there, but uh, second half turned to be uh, just as entertaining as the first half was as a high-scoring affair there with Dallas coming away with the dub. Yeah, uh, you know, Dallas doing what they needed to do. Like you said, Dak Prescott, can we can we quit talking about how he's not a good quarterback? Uh, like, no, because no. he needs to do this in January. Oh, that's true. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, that's true. We need to move the goalposts. Okay, well, we'll keep moving them for him, I guess. We will. But, uh, <laughs> I thought this was a win that Dallas, like you said, needed. Um, uh, now they they get to prepare for the Eagles mm-hmm. next week, and that'll be a big showdown to show where the Cowboys are at. Yeah. Um, because, again, well, yeah, you beat Seattle, but, uh, you know, they're really not that good of a team. So, uh, you know, they. Yeah. So. They beat up on the Giants. They beat up on the Patriots, the the Jets when uh, uh, Zach Wilson was starting his second game. The Commanders, uh, the Panthers even throw in there. Look at all these teams that the, the Cowboys have beaten. 
Uh, and uh, it is a, a rematch of the earlier season, a matchup with the Eagles as that one they came down to the wire as the Eagles won that one 23-20. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is they match up on Sunday Night Football next week that everyone will be tuning into uh, there. But what I thought was uh, amazing here, these two are not like Iowa. Neither one of these teams punted uh-huh. the whole game. Zero punts. You, you know, can you just give Iowa a break for for a day, Travis? No, just no, just one break no. for the poor Iowa Hawkeyes. We'll, we'll talk about them in the championship. We talk about the championship games. I mean, no, I'm not. You, you know, they they're still winning. They are. They beat us. That's a big accomplishment. Barely they, at the very end. A win is a win. I guess so. I think I've heard you say that about some Illini <laughs> games. Oh, we won it, though. Yeah, it yeah, was ugly. How about a win's a win? Don't you know that's different? Oh, of course it is. Of course, of course. it is. Because <laughs> it has to do with your team. So, exactly. therefore, it's totally different. Totally so. different. You get it. <sighs> you get it. Uh, but there was 817 total yards of offense last <sighs> night. That's a lot of Seahawks offense. put up 406 yards and still lost. Mm. And they didn't punt in the entire game, and they still lost. That's how, that's how crazy this oh, game was. However, Dak's streak ended, Travis. Did you know that? Oh, uh, yeah? He had a streak of uh, home games, four passing touchdowns, and 400 yards. If he would have had this, he would have had the most um, games in Cowboys history in a row of doing that. But he came up 100 yards and a touchdown short. I say still 299 yards and Not three good. touchdowns for Dak. Uh, there, but uh, Gino outperformed him in the uh, yardage category as yep. Gino threw for 334. And the, there, including 134 to DK Metcalf. And the offensive line for the Seahawks was much better than Dallas's. Uh, four sacks, Dak, Duck, Gino had none. Yeah, but the uh, last defensive pressure there by uh, Micah Parsons yep. was, a, was a big play to stop their comeback. So uh, when I mentioned about neither team punted, that's the fifth time in NFL history that that's happened. So Hmm. very cool. Yeah. So Dallas getting the win. They got the win. (laughs) And uh, now the Seahawks, this is also a game that they needed to win as well because they're still fighting for playoff positioning. They're six and six uh, right now Mm -hmm. on the season. So, uh, they dropped that game there last night. The rest of the NFL schedule for the uh, weekend, uh, we got the uh, Colts and the Titans at noon. Indy favored by a point here. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That shows you how the Titans are this year. Yeah, we'll talk about it and pick them. <laughs> uh, the Chargers matched up against the uh, Patriots at noon as well. Chargers favored by five and a half. Uh, the uh, Lions, 8-3, and three, Detroit Lions. They are at the Saints, and four-and-a-half-point favorites are the Lions. Uh, the Falcons matching up against the uh, Jets. Falcons favored by two. Jets need to win this one. Mm-hmm. They need to win it to, so Aaron Rodgers can come back in That's true. a couple weeks from now. Uh, the Cardinals there at the uh, Steelers. Uh, Pittsburgh favored by five-and-a-half here. You got the eight and three Dolphins there up against the four and eight Commanders. Dolphins favored by nine and a half in that one. Uh, the Broncos and the Texans. Broncos have been playing great as of late. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, they, of course, the Texans, they've got themselves in the playoff position right now with C.J. Stroud. And the Texans are three-point favorites, just like a home team should be. Yes. Getting three points at home. Uh, the uh, Panthers, they're matched up against the uh, Bucks. Ugh. That's Tampa, a good one. Hardly. Tampa favored by five, only five, though, with the uh, Panthers only being one and ten. They're 0-6 on the road. Ugh. So, uh, good luck to you there, Carolina. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland uh, there in L.A. to take on my Rams. Rams are three-and-a-half-point favorites in uh, this one. Uh, Rams need this one. They keep their slim NFC playoff hopes alive. And then this is the matchup that everyone's looking out for at 3.30. It's the 49ers and Eagles in Philadelphia. There we'll see if the Eagles can turn that disrespect to being three-point underdogs at home into a W. And, of course, like I mentioned the other day, rematch of the NFC Championship game and potentially preview of this year's NFC Championship Ooh, game. I like how you put that. Potentially. Uh, so that one should be a, a great ball game there. Looking forward to that one on Sunday. And then the Sunday night game is the uh, Chiefs and the uh, Packers. It is being billed as the uh, Patrick Mahomes' first trip to Lambeau. Uh, the Chiefs favored by six in this one. Mm-hmm. Green Bay's been playing good as of late. Coming off that win against the Lions. Yeah. Travis, before we, we move on completely from the NFL, that Dallas game you mentioned, zero punts, right? Mm-hmm. Fifth NFL game to feature zero punts. Yep. I'm going to spotlight two of them for you. 2014, Saints beat the Packers. Mm-hmm. Or Saints and Packers. 2014, Bears and Packers. That means, Travis, Mike McCarthy has three of the five zero-punt games in NFL history. Wow. How about that stat? That's digging deep for you. Mm, yeah, You're I welcome. like that. I like that little nugget And right also, primetime games had averaged a combined 40 points this season entering the game. The over-under had hit the under in 76% of primetime games this season prior to Thursday. <laughs> they, they went over. Yes. Yes. They did. Easily. Easily. Whenever this one. Uh, the uh, Monday night game uh, this week is the uh, Bengals matching up against the uh, Jaguars. A little bit better matchup when Joe Burrow was still here. Yeah. But not so much. Uh, now Jags still fighting for that number one seed potentially in the AFC. Uh, being 8-3, and three, of course, Chiefs 8-3. and three. Uh, they'll improve their positioning there with the Ravens on the bye week. Uh, this is also a good week because the Bears aren't on television. That is a good week, Travis. The Bills, Raiders, Vikings, Tommy DeVito and the Giants join the Ravens and Bears with a bye week this week. So <clears throat> hopefully you uh, planned your uh, fantasy accordingly. Are you uh, getting close to the uh, playoffs in that? Yeah, some... Some playoffs start next week. Some start the following week. Um, some just don't even do week 17 entirely. It's probably a, a smart move. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, fantasy playoffs are are coming strong. And hopefully you have uh, procrastinated. And, like, I'll worry about week 13 and week 13 with all these buys. Well, it's here. Hopefully you picked up people on the waiver wire yep. uh, to fill your lineup uh, this week because it's here and uh, so we'll be picking uh, a couple of those games all uh, later on so mm-hmm. make sure you stick around for that <laughs> all right uh, coming up next uh, year we're going to be talking some uh, basketball 
some local basketball, some high school boys basketball, girls basketball that happened and didn't happen last night. And we'll get you set for the weekend as well. And that's all on the way here on the Star Lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Sometimes discounts can be expensive. This is Cherist at Winnie Plumbing. You can feel completely protected because Winnie Plumbing uses only contractor-grade products. That means products designed to last longer and it means that both parts and labor are guaranteed. Winnie Plumbing offers you faster service because our trucks are fully loaded with the right tools and the right parts. Winnie Plumbing, real value for over 60 years. Call Winnie Plumbing or see us online at winnieplumbing.com. Will they find a home? Sponsored by Geico. Sarah wants a yard. My own little paradise. Brad, however, hates yard work. The only thing I hate more than cutting the grass is paying someone to cut the grass. Compromise is tough, but these two won't have to compromise when they bundle home and car insurance with Geico. It's easy, and they could save even more. In the end, Sarah and Brad found a great home with a yard. A very, very small yard. Time to get it done. And I'm done. Bundling without compromise at Geico.com. Isn't that aroma just heavenly? What's with the whispering? Inside this grill is the secret to winning game days. Mmm-hmm. Eckridge Smoked Sausage, crafted with a perfect medley of spices for a truly rich, savory taste. So easy to prepare, too. Now hand me one of those buns. Whoa, whoa. Keep your voice down. Marty, you're still whispering? Secrets out, buddy. Eckridge.com has dozens of simple, mouth-watering recipes for everyone to win game days this season. And now... Travis Sparks with the Aurora Sports Center update, and I'm kind of doing this on the fly because Eric's script is not pulling up, but Eastern Illinois a shortstop Trey Sweeney was named in the Ohio Valley Conference Baseball Player of the Year. The starting lineup. Holy cow, what a terrible sports center read that was. I don't blame you. I blame me. On 98.9 The Game. Party people in a place to be. Now put your hands in the air with me. Now come on, now come on. Welcome back in to the uh, Stardom lineup here on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. And uh, let's hit up on uh, some uh, local sports here and uh, some local basketball, some girls basketball here. As uh, Let's just go ahead and uh, start off with a game that we were supposed to have on our airwaves over on uh, Jack FM. Uh, but that game did not end up happening as uh, Casey had to end up canceling uh, the uh, game 
due to uh, some low numbers in uh, their program. So uh, there was uh, no uh, game uh, for mm-hmm. Altamont and uh, Casey. They're trying to look at a uh, later date to potentially uh, make that one up, but uh, that was the reason why it was canceled uh, last night. Um, I still see that uh, the girls ended up taking in a, a game, maybe scouting for Monday. Oh, really? Potentially, yeah, as we'll talk about that game uh, coming up. But uh, first, uh, right here from the very beginning all the way down uh, to Topless, they picked up uh, the win over Benton 74 to 60-9 as a T-Town had the 20-13 to 13 lead after one quarter, and Benton actually cut into that lead a little bit there as they only trailed by four at halftime, 38-34, but then to Topolis, uh, they got things going uh, back, and then they uh, end up cruising into uh, the win uh, there, maybe not comfortably uh, on cruise control there, but uh, Helmick uh, led the way for the Lady Shoes, 17 points for her, and Anna Probst had 15 as well as Chloe Probst had 15 as well to lead things for Tatopoulos. And uh, it was uh, mentioned that uh, they took it in uh, this game. It was St. Anthony's game as uh, they won against the Sioux Straws as it was a 72-48 winner there. St. Anthony had the 15-2-9 lead after one, and then they extended that out 23-15. They outscored Windsor. There at the half, but Windsor, they came back in into it there a little bit in the third, outscored St. Anthony 19 to 5, but then it was, or 19 to 15, I'm sorry, and it was 19 to 5 St. Anthony in the fourth quarter. They outscored them. Uh, there, Vonner Hyde led the way for St. A. She had uh, 25 points, 13 rebounds, seven assists, and a couple of steals. Uh, Nancy Ruah had a 17 points, eight rebounds, a uh, few assists, and four steals as well. Uh, Addison Rios had 13 points, six rebounds to lead the way for CNA. Double figure scores there. Uh, Winds two straws that uh, they had uh, Kinkler with a 12 and a Samantha Hayes with 11 there for uh, Winds two straws. And it was uh, Dietrich getting uh, the win over Brownstown at uh, St. Elmo, 44 to uh, 17. Britton was the uh, leading scorer for Dietrich. She had 12. Uh, Tegler had 11. And Ruby Westendorf almost in double figures with eight uh, there. And uh, Brownstown uh, looks like they were led there by uh, Miller with six points for the Bombers. It was in Nioga with a uh, victory over uh, North Clay. And that one was a 58-49 uh, final score. Nioga had the 15-9 lead after the first quarter and then 33-25 to at halftime, and it was uh, Campbell leading the way for Nioga. She had 24. Bryn Richards was right behind her with 10, and Sampson also had 10 points as well. Mia Ballard, or Maya Ballard, she had 31 in the game for North Clay, uh, but just couldn't quite get it done there for North Clay. But Nioga picks up the win, and you know, ever since that beginning of the of the year, that first game, uh, they haven't lost since. So five and one start to the season for Neoga. Mm-hmm. Uh, CHBC uh, they won against Martinsville, sixty-three to uh, seventeen. There, Cowden led twenty-two to one after one quarter, and uh, then they also had the big lead at halftime. Uh, there it was, forty-one to six at halftime, and uh, Rodman led the way for a CHBC. She had seventeen. Uh, Stuckemeyer had thirteen. 
And it was House Central with a uh, winner uh, against uh, Weber, 60-46. to 46. We also had a high-scoring one there in Mount Vernon as FEM pulled out the win over Mount Vernon, 65-63. Mount Vernon had the uh, narrow lead there after first quarter, 18-16. Uh, but then FEM uh, comes back in and they end up taking the lead there at half as they outscored Mount Vernon, 19-5. And they hold on for the victory there. Uh, Donaldson had a 17 to lead the way for the Hearts. Uh, Wolf had 14 and Beals had 11 there. Lincoln Prairie was uh, Cumberland over OPH 60-33. to Clinton over Argenta 50-9. to Delona Unity a winner over Arthur 49-35. to Little Illini Conference action in Paris one over Newton 41-31. Paris 6-2 lead after one and they extended that just slightly. There at halftime, Newton did win the third quarter, but unfortunately, Paris three-point edge in the fourth gives them the ten-point victory. As it was Watson leading the way for Paris, she had 20. Uh, Newton they didn't have any double-figure scorers, but uh, Cameron Martin was uh, close with nine, and Kessler had eight and almost uh, ten rebounds. She was just shy of that. She had nine. Uh, rebounds. It was Mount Carmel winner over Marshall, 67-52. Robinson over Olney, 46-38. In Lawrenceville, 49-44 over Red Hill. Uh, Central Illinois, Central A&M off to a, a great start as they haven't lost here in the early going as they won again over Macon Meridian by a single point though, 52-51. South Central Conference, you had Carlinville over Vandalia, 65-22. Ston defeated Litchfield, 70-26. North Mac over Pena, 50-46. Gillespie over Greenville, 48-39. And Hillsboro winner over Piasaw, 44-26. In boys basketball action last night, we had FEM a winner over Taylorville, 39-35 was the uh, final score here in town. As some uh, clutch th- free throws uh, down the stretch gave FEM the win as FEM had the 16-8 lead after one quarter, and they had the 10-point lead at halftime. But uh, Taylorville, they got it closer there in the uh, third and fourth quarters. But it was uh, Bo- uh, Brockhorn uh, with FEM 14 points to lead the way for EHS. And it was uh, Clark leading the way for the Tornadoes. He had 16 in the contest. And it was also the first night in the Apollo for Muhammad and Mattoon. And Muhammad with a winner, 65-55, the victor there. And uh, Arthur Ocock Christian over Saragorda, 62-53. And Charleston, a winner over Arthur in the Toyota Danville Classic in St. Joe, 59-26. This is the final score there. In boys basketball in 7th grade, we had Newton Jasper County went over North Clay, 39-31. Cowden over Altamont, 50 Eight to six, Dietrich over Windsor, thirty-seven to eleven. In eighth grade, New Jasper County over North Clay, forty-three forty-one. Cowden winner over Altamont, thirty-eight thirty-two. And Dietrich winner over Windsor, fifty-eight to twenty-two. Was the final score there? And a local sports schedule for uh, tonight. We got a matchup in the NTC. A couple of them here as North Clay making the trip here at the FEM to take on uh, Saint Anthony. Dietrich is at Windsor Stu Straws, Neoga at St. Elmo Brownstown, 
and a couple of non-conference games here. Calvin here at Beecher City hosting a Ramsey and a Vandalia is a traveling to Altamont tonight. And you can hear that game over on Jack FM, 100.5, 105.5. Jack FM is uh, Altamont, 2-0, start to the young season uh, there. Mm -hmm. And uh, Vandalia, uh, they're also uh, coming off that um, first game since the Cumberland Thanksgiving tournament. Yep. And they're 1-2. There's where they finished up. Uh, losing on the final day to Dietrich there. Uh, in the Apollo, you have uh, Taylorville hosting East Prairie. In the Lincoln Prairie, you got Shelbyville at Okaw Valley. Uh, Watsika hosting Arthur. Warrensburg Latham at Argenta. Villa Grove hosting Westville. Central AM at Unity Christian. Sarah Gordo at Leroy. And a game that you can hear over on WCRA is the uh, Cumberland Pirates against Oblong Palhut in Hudsonville. Tonight over on WCRA, and Eric's got coverage of that game over there. Yeah, Cumberland trying to get a, a win, you know, only one win on the season. That was against SoCal Valley last Saturday. So try and, and turn around and keep the momentum going from that first, the first half the of the first, first half. half of the Altamont game. Yeah, if the Pirates can play like that, and they can come out with a W. Yep, but that's, that's an if. Yeah. So, well, let's see what happens uh, there this evening. Mm -hmm. uh, a little line I, uh, we got Paris at Newton, Robinson at Olney, Lawrenceville hosting a Red Hill, and Mount Carmel is at Marshall. And due to the uh, ba the football team making the state championship, this is the first game for Mount Carmel. Oh, yeah. Uh, tonight. Didn't they had to, that. Yeah, they had to pull out of the Capitol Classic mm -hmm. last weekend. Uh, Central Illinois, you got Tuscola at South Fork, Macon Meridian at Williamsville, Royal Forsyth at Clinton. Uh, and South Central, you got Pawnee hosting Pena, Gillespie at Carrollton, Calhoun at Staunton, North Mac at Athens, uh, Roxana hosting Piasol, and Hillsborough continues there at the Carlisle Classic there. In girls basketball, uh, you have uh, Weber at Brownstown St. Elmo, uh, Taylorville at Charleston, Muhammad Seymour hosting in Mount Zion, and uh, Central Illinois, you got Shelbyville at Sarah Gordo. This evening and girls basketball and a, a quick peek at uh, Saturday's action in uh, girls basketball. You got Topless uh, going to Alney and Effingham is uh, traveling into Louisville to take on uh, North Clay. And I thought this was interesting that uh, North Clay on Saturday, they'll be recognizing the 0708 uh, girls basketball team as the uh, first regional championship in school history as a part of the 75th anniversary celebration at North Clay High School. Wow, that's awesome. So definitely check that out on a Saturday. Special little thing going on there. Uh, Matt Tuna there at Normal University. Mohamed Seymour is at Mount Zion. Sullivan's hosting Paris. Mount Carmel is at Murfreesboro. Uh, Leroy at Warrensboro Latham. Macon Meridian hosting at Moreau Forsyth. And Staunton is at Emberg. In boys basketball, you got Topolos hosting at Tolona Unity. St. Elmo is at Tri-County. Uh, Effingham is at the Marion and Black Diamond Harley-Davidson shootout. Uh, Centralia is uh, hosting Mattoon. Mohamed Seymour is at Mount Zion. And Olney will also be there at the uh, Black Diamond uh, shootout. Uh, Arcola there at Shelbyville. Oka Valley hosting Tuscola. Argenta at Staunton. Paris hosting Sullivan. Heritage at Chrisman. 
Uh, Monticello, they're at Marshall. Casey's at the uh, Powell Hut Shootout. Lawrenceville's at the Marion Shootout. And uh, Newton is at the uh, Mount Vernon Shootout. They're taking on a Breeze Central. That should be a, a good matchup there. You have the matchup of the uh, Thanksgiving Tournament Champions uh, for Cumberland and the St. Anthony mm-hmm. Tournament Champions in Breeze Central. Uh, Central A&M, they're at the Riverton Shootout. Making Meridians at Vandalia. And Clinton is at the Pleasant Plains uh, Shootout. Uh, Gillespie is also going to be there at the Enberg Shootout. Payne is also hosting Calhoun, and Litchfield is at New Berlin for Saturday. So uh, check that out this weekend. And before I leave uh, local sports, I wanted to give a a shout-out there last night as uh, Lincoln was in action, and uh, Chloe Froby became the all-time leading scorer there at Lincoln uh, High School. 2,377 points in her career. Wow. And she's not done yet. What is she? She's a senior. Okay. So but she's, still not, got the, she's not done yet, but she's, she's got the whole entire close. season. <laughs> that, that's true. The season did just start. She's got the whole entire season there in Lincoln making the state tournament uh, last year. So uh, congratulations uh, there. And they got the win as well. She had 31 in the game uh, last night and to get to that 2,377 uh, mark in Lincoln history there so uh well deserved yeah absolutely she's a great basketball player uh there at lincoln all right so i think that will do it for a local sports and you can check out uh, all the results and the uh, schedule up on the website and click on our local sports tab that's where you can find out all that information all right uh, so uh, coming up here we'll be talking about uh, some uh, college of football college of basketball on the way here in the next segment on the star lineup the starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. This is Lucas Kroening with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Totopolis State Bank. And Totopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. How would you like to come home to a bartender who will fix you any cocktail you want? I'll have an old-fashioned. I'll have a margarita. Now you can with the Bartesian Home Cocktail Maker. Bartesian is a sleek machine the size of a coffee maker that makes premium cocktails at the touch of a button. Choose from over 50 different cocktails from the most exotic premium cocktails served in the best bars today. You'll always get freshly mixed, perfectly balanced cocktails with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. And now, get Bartesian's best holiday deal ever when you go to bartesian.com radio. Entertaining? 
The Bartesian is ideal for parties. No need to stock all kinds of individual mixers for complicated recipes. Every guest gets the cocktail of their choice in seconds. The Bartesian makes a wonderful gift for anyone who loves a fine premium cocktail. Now get Bartesian's best holiday deal ever. It's available right now only at bartesian.com slash radio. That's B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com slash radio for Bartesian's best holiday deal ever. Only at bartesian.com slash radio. And now... So can it's a little overrated. Just two cents. Peyton Manning is overrated. A little bit, yeah. You're thinking of his like last year. No. Don't think of him as his last year. No, like his whole career. The starting lineup. <laughs> he is properly rated. No, a little overrated. How dare you? On ninety-eight nine, the game. Peyton Manning can thank Edron James, Jeff Saturday, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Dallas Clark. All right, then Joe Montana is overrated. Thing oh, you can thank yeah. Jerry Rice for everything. I, Here at Fry Sports Center update the Blues fended off a Buffalo Sabres comeback with a 6 4 win at Enterprise Center. The Blues are now 12 9 1 on the season. They visit Arizona tomorrow. St. Louis Billikens look to get back in the win column when they visit Southern Illinois tomorrow. St. Louis has lost three of its last four. Tomorrow's game tips off at 2 30. College basketball from yesterday, Southeast Missouri State was crushed by Kansas City, 74-44. Western Illinois destroyed Hannibal LaGrange, 92-40. SAU Edwardsville visits Troy tonight. Tomorrow, Lindenwood is at Idaho State. Missouri State travels to Drake. And Eastern Illinois hosts St. Louis COP on Sunday. Southeast Missouri State welcomes Missouri Baptist and Western Illinois as a home game against South Dakota. College football action for this weekend. Southern Illinois visits Idaho in FCS playoff action. Chicago Bulls, I'm going to wait on that because I'm going to get more into that. The Blackhawks never led during a 5-1 loss to the Red Wings at Little Caesars Arena. Blackhawks last place in the Central Division, 7-14 record. They visit Winnipeg tomorrow. Corey Perry is publicly speaking out for the first time since he was released by the Blackhawks. Perry apologized to the Blackhawks and to team employees for his inappropriate behavior. He added that he is going to look for professional help for his mental health and for substance abuse issues. ESPN is reporting an unspecified incident involved the team took place November 21st. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on a 98.9 The Game. Uh, Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center Reads. As yes, we'll have more to say about the Chicago Bulls. And also in the pod, Travis, we are going to talk Chicago Bears. Yes, they are on an off week. They are. There's a report out that we are going to talk about. Mm, really? Uh-huh. I don't think I know anything about this. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right. So we'll discuss that, and uh, we'll combine the two sports here with uh, collegiate level uh, football and basketball. Uh, football, all eyes are on the uh, conference championships uh, this weekend as it all starts tonight. Like we mentioned right here on this station, it's Oregon versus Washington, five versus three. Washington wins. They uh, should be in. Oregon, they have an argument to be made if they win this one as even though Washington beat them, I know it was in Washington, mm-hmm. but Oregon favored by nine and a half. Yep. And this one tonight, and it's in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. The Ducks would be that that big of a favorites. So uh, according to, and I'm using the ESPN playoff predictor, all right? Mm-hmm. Let's say, we'll just go favorites here. We're going to give Oregon the win in that one. Okay, moving on, Travis. 
Okay. On a Saturday at 11 a.m., the Big 12 Championship in Dallas, uh, number 18, Oklahoma State, against number 7, Texas. Texas, whopping 15-point favorite in that one. Playoff predictor giving Texas an 88% chance of winning, so we will give Texas the win in that one. I mean, I'd say so. I mean, Texas only one loss in the year mm-hmm. to Oklahoma. Yep. In that rivalry game, and Oklahoma State 9-3 and three this year. Yep. At a 3 o'clock, you got the SEC championship, of course, in Atlanta. Number one, Georgia. Number eight, Alabama. Neither one of these two teams are strangers to each other. Nope. They're no strangers to the SEC title game, nope. so they know exactly where to stay, where the good hot spots are. <laughs> and a Georgia five-point favorites yep. in this one, the defending champs, two-time Ge- defending champs. Yep. Georgia, uh, 52% chance of winning, so we will give them the win for now. In wow, only a 52% only chance. Only a 52% chance. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the American Athletic Championship game, it's a Tulane. They're eleven and one on the year. They're against SMU, and that is in New Orleans. Tulane, the best of the also rans. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they are three point favorites in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seven o'clock, the Big Ten Championship. Number two, uh, Michigan against number sixteen, Iowa. And now, Michigan favored by 22. Playoff producer gives Michigan a 93% chance to win this game. Yeah. So we'll give Michigan a win here. I, I would say so. Mm-hmm. And earlier this week, they asked that Coach Harbaugh, how good does it feel to be back? And he said, I never left. Ah. Because it's true. It's true. He just stayed home during game days. Yep. That was his suspension. Yep. Uh, the over-under in this one is all important. We looked up some over-unders yesterday, but it stands here on a Friday 34-and-a-half on ESPN Bet. Mm. So that, of course, is in Indy there. Um, and then also at a 7 o'clock in North Carolina, they're at the Panther Stadium, and the, it's the ACC Championship. It's number 14, Louisville, number 4, Florida State. Florida State only favored by a point-and-a-half into this one so we will give florida state they have a 74 percent chance of winning according to the playoff predictor and we'll give florida state a win mm-hmm. so travis what does that give us at the end at the end that would give us georgia michigan florida state and oregon as our four teams with texas being in fifth hmm. that's that's what we're doing so okay. if everything goes right that chances of that happening is 24 percent 24% chance of happening, according to the ESPN playoff predictor. All right? Okay. But now we're going to have a little bit of fun. All right. Let's All right. do it. We're still going to give Oregon the win. Okay? okay. We're going to give Texas the win. Mm-hmm. We're still going to give Michigan the win. We're still going to give Florida State the win. But we're going to say Alabama's going to pull the upset over Georgia. Ooh. Okay. That gives us, Travis, Michigan, Florida mm-hmm. State, Mm-hmm. Oregon. Yeah. And Texas. Texas. With Alabama as the five, which would mean, Travis, no SEC in the college football playoffs. Oh, well, that's just blasphemy. How could the best conference in all of football not have the conference championship represented in the playoffs? That's just blasphemy. I tell you. Oh, it's going to happen. I That's have, outrageous. Travis, Travis, 
I have never rooted for Alabama as much as I am rooting for Alabama tomorrow. We're all tied. Because if Alabama wins, they knock Georgia out. But if Washington or Oregon doesn't matter, because the committee likes both of them better than Alabama. Mm -hmm. If Texas wins and Alabama wins, the SEC is on the outside looking in. And nothing makes me happier than, one, the SEC not making the playoffs. But, two, Georgia. Hey, you went undefeated for two years. You're the two-time defending national champ. You take one loss, you're out of here. Get lost, bums. Wow, bums. I mean, that's that. That's what we're saying. Yeah, I, I just don't see it. I, I just I don't see it. I, I think Georgia's locked in. I can't keep those guys out. Here's here, even if they lose. Okay. Georgia loses, Travis. Mm-hmm. Florida State wins. Yeah. Michigan wins. Yep. Washington wins. Mm-hmm. You're putting a one-loss non-conference champion Georgia team in over a Power Five conference champion in Texas. Yeah. Then why do we play the season? <laughs> then what does it matter? I mean, they they lost to Alabama, so it's not like they they'd be losing to like Iowa or something. They're not the conference champ. Get out of here. Yeah, but they're the national champions two Doesn't times. Doesn't matter. They got like a two game year losing Don't care. streak, winning streak. Don't care. This year, you're not one of the top four because you weren't a conference champ. Oof. That's what tough. it comes down to. There yeah. is not going to be a scenario where a non-conference champ does not get in this year. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to happen. Now, unless we talk crazy worlds and Louisville upsets Florida State and Iowa somehow beats Michigan, then we're even more into crazy land. Yeah, I don't think it's too crazy that Louisville could upset Florida State. Okay, all right, so we're going to play it back here. I mean, Seminoles are only a point favorite, point and a half. So, Travis, again, if Georgia wins, they're in, obviously. Oh, yeah. But just for, for argument's sake, we're going to say Alabama wins, mm-hmm. okay? Yep. And you're saying Louisville? Yeah, Louisville wins. Louisville wins. Michigan wins. Mm-hmm. Texas wins. Yeah. And Oregon, Washington. Who you got? Uh, let's go. Just for argument's sake. Let's go Oregon. Oregon. They're the favorites, so that makes sense. In this scenario, Alabama would get in, Georgia would be out, and Ohio State would be the fifth. The committee does not like Georgia over Ohio State. Georgia has to win. They have to win. Hmm. That's just crazy. I I agree, but that's where we're at. Hmm. The only way Georgia can get in and not win is if... Let me see if even this helps. Okay, the only way Georgia... Oh, this would be a crazy doomsday scenario, Travis. If Alabama beats Georgia... Louisville beats Florida State. Mm-hmm. Iowa beats Michigan. <laughs> okay. Texas beats Oklahoma State. And Oregon beats Washington. Your four playoff teams would be Oregon, Alabama, Texas, and Georgia. Mm. Wow. And the Big Ten is left it's with nothing. Shut out. Two one-loss teams in Ohio State and Michigan. And the playoff predictor has Ohio State above Michigan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though they beat them head to head, I was gonna say, but yeah, the chances of that happening are less than one percent, according right. to the playoff predictor. 
Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know if I see it. Uh, Michigan losing. But, I mean, yeah, I guess that's why we play the games. And hopefully, uh, hopefully some sort of a chaos happens and the four don't win. Come like, on, Alabama. Just some sort of. I would be all right just to see what that would happen. Oh, we would get. On Sunday. That would be everyone. You want the SEC finally making an argument for why we need an eight-team eight playoff? Or 12-team playoff. Or 12-team playoff. <laughs> It'll happen on Sunday if they get shut out. Yeah. The best conference in football. How exactly. can they not? Or they'll pitch it and go, well, one of our new teams is at least there. <laughs> Texas will be there. Spin it. <laughs> they'll spin it somehow. Yeah. <laughs> but I I would love that. Nothing more. Mm. Yeah, the we'll SEC see. has never not made the playoffs. I know. Other Power 5 conferences have missed the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is nothing that would make me smile bigger. Yeah. <laughs> And the uh, playoff selection will be at 11 o'clock on Sunday, yep. so right before the NFL games. Good you timing of that. makes the uh, playoff there. So uh, that is uh, college uh, football for this weekend, a championship weekend. And so we'll see what happens uh, in a college basketball uh, last night, a top 25 uh, FAU, they took a care of Liberty, no problem, 83-58. to 58. Uh, Creighton won over Oklahoma State, 79-65. Texas over Texas State, 77-58. And Oklahoma, 80, they won, 107-86. They have 86 points, the Arkansas Pine Bluff. Yeah. Uh, they're... The all-important Big 12, uh, Big East battle, like I mentioned, Creighton won. Um, the only other one that was involved in that was uh, Butler and Texas Tech. They went to overtime, 103-95. to So currently, the uh, Big East has a 2-0 lead oh. over the Big 12. Heading into this weekend's uh, matchups, number six, Houston. They're at Xavier. Uh, St. John's is at West Virginia. Iowa State at DePaul, and uh, the uh, main event for the Big East Big 12, UConn, Kansas, four versus five mm. on Saturday at 8 o'clock on ESPN2 in Kansas. Uh, BYU, I guess, not participating in this. They're against Fresno State uh, there. And, uh, yeah, nothing on Sunday for that going on there uh but on a saturday uh elsewhere top 25 action uh, miami's hosting notre dame number three marquette is at wisconsin should be a good one at the goal center 11 30 mm-hmm. uh, florida state at number 17 north carolina uh, drexel against number 18 of villanova big five classic uh, number seven uh, duke at georgia tech number two arizona hosting colgate uh, Kentucky against UNC Wilmington, uh, number nine Baylor against Northwestern State, Charleston number thirteen FAU. That's the field of sixty-eight tip-off. Ooh. Number twenty uh, Colorado State against Washington, uh, the Las Vegas Invitational, and Gonzaga will be there as well. Number eleven Zags against USC, and uh, and then you also have number twenty-four Illinois against Rutgers yeah. at the rack. And the first Big Ten game of the season. Both of these teams are five and one. Scary. 
Yeah, you know. I always get scared going to the rack. Definitely. So that game's at 3 o'clock will be tip, and at 2 o'clock will begin the pregame show right here on 98.9. Mm-hmm. And I'm sad to report that nothing has been decided in the ACC SEC challenge. Ugh. Again? Again. I double-checked it, triple-checked it. Are we at coin flip territory or point differential? Or a point differential. Oh. <laughs> seven and seven. The SEC had a strong comeback yesterday. <laughs> uh, the ACC had the four to one lead going into this one, and ended up tied seven seven. Uh. Uh, number one North Carolina or South Carolina beat North Carolina sixty five fifty eight, and LSU eighty two sixty four over Virginia Tech. And Duke won, Virginia won, uh, Syracuse won, but those were the only ACC winners yesterday. Uh, Virginia, let's see, Kentucky over BC, um, Auburn over Clemson, and a Texas A&M beat Wake Forest, tied at seven. So nothing was decided on the men's or women's side. All right, so we'll, we'll uh, shut this down this week, and we'll be talking about uh, some uh, baseball when we uh, come back to close out the show. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. <laughs> hey, son, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? Just, I can't explain it. Navigating without a compass, eyes waiting, started to wonder. Metamorphosis, loss of who you thought you were. When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at SoundItOutTogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. Remember waking up Christmas morning, a beautiful Christmas tree, messy hair, and a ton of gifts waiting to be unwrapped? Unfortunately, many families in Central Illinois cannot afford to purchase gifts for their children. Here at Cromwell Media, we're trying to change that. We're excited to partner with companies like Weber's Jewelry in Totopolis, John Boo's Factory Showroom and Outlet, and Heartland Landscaping in Effingham to help bring smiles to children's faces this Christmas. Stop by one of these locations and donate new or gently used toys. Toys donated will be distributed to local charities to make sure that they're given to families in need. Stop by the following companies to donate a new toy through December 1st. Weber's Jewelry in Totopolis, John Boo's Factory Showroom and Outlet, and Heartland Landscaping in Effingham. Drop off toys at any one of these locations to help make it a wonderful Christmas for everyone. And now, they play tonight. Tonight against Michigan. If you're listening Wednesday. The starting lineup. It's not going to happen. I mean, not, Michigan's overrated, but... Traff's mm-hmm. going to be so let down tonight. I'll report about it on Saturday. On 98.9 The Game. In the starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game. We're only here on 98.9, we're just a little bit longer. And then we switch things over to the pod. 
so they got more stuff to talk about there we got pick em and we got nba did up on eric's got some things to say oh yeah about the bulls and sports history and this day in sports history loaded day mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. there but I just wanted to uh, quickly uh, mention uh, some uh, baseball hot stove rumors to uh, close out the show before the winter meetings. It looks like, according to uh, Jeff Passens, that the Rangers, Mets, Red Sox, they are reportedly out on the Shohei Otani sweepstakes as they are shifting a focus away from the pursuit of Shohei Otani. Mm-hmm. So we do know that, apparently now. No Rangers, no Mets, no Red Sox. Yep. The only two that we, we kind of don't know is kind of the Mariners and the Giants. They've been linked to Otani um, early on, but just kind of haven't been heard a whole lot about them. Mm-hmm. So it looks like that the Mets, their primary focus is going to be a Yamamoto. It's going to be their main target. And the Red Sox, uh, they're looking at obviously Yamamoto, but also Blake Snell and potentially uh, Jordan Montgomery to fill mm-hmm. out the rotation as well. And, yes, you did mention the uh, Giants uh, there that could potentially um, do that. And a move to the Mariners also unlikely to happen there. So Dodgers, Cubs, and a few more teams. Blue Jays in on the sweepstakes. Angels, of course. Giants. Looks to be in the running. Well, and Travis, here's something you as a Cardinal fan don't want to hear. What's that? And that is that it it came out earlier this morning, suddenly, that, now again, these are rumors, hot stove rumors, Yamamoto has the Cubs on his favorite list. Out of nowhere. (laughs) Cubs haven't been linked to him at all. No. But what was one of the things he said he wanted to do? Play with Japanese players. Suzuki and Sh- and Shohei and Yamamoto. Yeah. Get all of Japan subscribing to the Marquee Network. I guess so. Unbelievable. I'm I'm I- just throwing that out there. And then also uh, glad that you mentioned the uh, Cardinals. Uh, the uh, Cardinals uh, do know that one guy will not be on the coaching staff this upcoming season. Looks like Yada Molina will not be on the coaching staff, but he will be in as a special advisor with scheduled visits to a training camp and the regular season at some point. So uh, any chance that we thought that Yadi Molina could be on the coaching staff? Out the window. Gone. See ya. Dane Descalso hired as the bench coach. Nope, not, not Yadier Molina. Why would we want him back in the clubhouse? Nope, we're just going to bring him in as a special advisor. Uh, but he did say that he's abandoned the idea of being a full-time coach for the Cardinals due to uh, family matters. And so that was reported, uh, reported by uh, Enrique Rojas, uh, who's a um, reporter for ESPN mm-hmm. on uh, the Deportes side there. So yep. no Yadier Molina on the coaching staff in 2024. Yep. So that's a bummer. But hey, but hey, we move on and right. our uh, focus shifts on a cease and this weekend in Nashville. Oh, yeah. All right, so that'll do it for us. Uh, coming up, we got some uh, uh, championship game tonight. Pac-12. We got Illinois basketball. 
tomorrow and we got high school games tonight as well so uh, hopefully you tune in to all of those on our family of networks coming up next here on ESPN radio is going to be the Illini guy or the sports spectacular powered by the IlliniGuys.com. and we will talk to you uh, next week thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 the game I thought you were saying Newt Bar. Welcome back into the uh, start of lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here. We're into overtime, and we got Pick'em coming up. We got this day in uh, sports history, and we got Eric's rant on basketball yep. on the Bulls last night in the NBA. So stick around for that. Yep. <laughs> and first, before we get to any of that, is there anything on sports center that you wanted to hit on? Yeah. First, I was I was doing some more reading on uh, Otani Travis. Mm-hmm. They're gonna say that it, his contract won't just eclipse five hundred million; it could approach six hundred million. Wow. Wow. That is, <sighs> it's a lot for one man. Uh, I know what he could do, but yeah, that, that's that, a lot. Like I said, when we heard five, I was like, oh, yeah. wait a minute. Now we're talking six. I'm like, oh, wait a minute more. But the reason why, and I think this is very important to, to think of, Travis, mm-hmm. the reason why I think the Cubs aren't blinking an eye at paying that much to Shohei because they own their own network. So any additional subscriptions they would get of people wanting to watch Shohei Otani goes right back to their pockets. Yeah. It's not like the Cardinals, for example, in Bally Sports, where they don't they get a cut of the piece of pie. The Cubs get the whole pie. Mm, yeah. Which I think's a big a big thing. Yeah. That's also be. why I wouldn't count the Yankees because of the Yes Network. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean that's a it's a fair point. Yep. Think about that. As uh, Ken Rosenthal said, um, the Cubs hold an ownership stake in Marquee Sports Network. Marquee last summer introduced a direct to consumer subscription product, giving in market fans a new option to stream live games and programming. Such plans are the wave of the future, and who better to sell subscriptions than Shohei Otani? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That would be the guy to do it. Yep. But basically, what they're saying is Otani's contract situation is. A complete unicorn, just like the man himself. Mm. Just like the man himself. Yep. <laughs> yep. And uh, Jesse Rogers from ESPN 1000 says that he believes Otani is in the final days of meetings with teams. And it's possible the Blue Jays are or were the last meeting, either yesterday or today or maybe this weekend. A decision could still be announced at the winter meetings, even if that decision is made beforehand. Hmm. You know, maybe, maybe whoever the last person you talk to yep. could influence it, you. It could be. And he says it's not about outbidding other teams. It's going to be a ticket here. It's going to be about what Otani wants, where he wants his career to be, where he feels comfortable, and where he feels he can win. Hmm. Well, yeah. to me, I mean, the comfortability thing, I'd say Angels. Because mm-hmm. he, he knows everything about it. But winning? Nah, I, 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 no. no. No, definitely Blue Jays? Not. Every year, you got to go against the Yankees mm-hmm. and the Orioles who are on the rise. Mm-hmm. Right. 
the Dodgers. Yeah. Comfortability because it's still L.A. It's still L.A. But are the Diamondbacks for real? Yeah, we'll see if they if they stick around. And then there's always the Giants and the Padres. Right. I don't know. The Padres won't be too much of a factor with if they're trading Soto and they're not re-signing Snell. This year. That doesn't mean in year. I mean, they still have. Looking to get rid of Hayter, Tatis too. Jr. They still have yeah. Xander Bogarts. Like, yeah. They still have pieces. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're going to be the Rockies. Yeah. No, that's fair. But talk about an easy division, as we've mentioned. Yeah. And the NL Central's the one. I mean, the Dodgers, they can win consistently without yep. the caliber of Shohei Otani. What can they do with them? And Buster Olney mm-hmm. said on radio this week that he believes Otani has long known where he wants to go. And the process right now is just about leveraging up the money. Mm-hmm. The expectation in that case, if true, is that it's going to be the Dodgers. And it was always going to be the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. If Buster's right. So one time traps out, Buster all needs wrong. Yeah, right. I don't want it to. Even you. I know you don't want it to be the Cubs. But no. you'd rather that than the Dodgers, right? Because the Dodgers is what we all thought. Like, that's the, that's, that's the easy one. No. We want I... chaos. And the Dodgers always get the players. No, I, I don't want them to go to the Cubs. I know you don't. Anyone but the Cubs. And the Angels. The Blue Jays. He could be a national hero in Toronto. Okay. They got no other teams in Canada. He could be the face of baseball in Canada. No other teams, yeah, in baseball. I was like, hmm, that's not right. Baseball, I guess, yeah. So... I should have I should have said the no baseball before no teams in Canada. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Raptors. Yeah, you've won a championship since the uh, the Blue Jays have. I'm sorry. Yeah, and the Maple Leafs are. Who they oh yeah, are. and Edmonton and all those all those hockey teams. But Toronto can't. They haven't won one in forever. They haven't. So, all right, let's get to uh, Sports Center. All right. Um, let's see. We talked about college basketball. Uh, former Super Bowl champion is slated to become a free agent. Arizona Cardinals waived Zach Ertz on Thursday after the tight end asked for his release. Ertz posted on social media that he wants to, quote, sign with a contender and make a run at his second championship. Hmm. Where's he going, Travis? Uh, to go back to uh, Philly? Do they really need a tight no. end? Oh, could you imagine him and Travis Kelsey on the same team? <laughs> like Patrick Mahomes needs a weapon, but... Well, yeah, exactly. Hey, they need receivers. They don't need another tight end. Dual tight end sets every time. It worked for the Patriots. It did. But I don't know. I don't know who needs a tight end. Whoever needs them could sign them. Dallas? Uh, they got that Ferguson guy who oh, just yeah, made the do. game-winning touchdown. Detroit? Yeah, they look like I got Laporta. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking at your your team. I got all the teams the up. Texans? I mean, yeah, the Texans need all the help they can get. The Bills? The Dolphins? The Jets? The Jets, yeah. And Dolphins, I, I don't think they use their tight end a lot, but I think they're they're set. They're at that position, too. Mm-hmm. Um, The manager 
for Los Angeles Lakers superstar LeBron James admitted to illegally betting on NBA games. Washington Post reports that Maverick Carter told federal agents in 2021 that he had bet on basketball games through an illegal bookmaker. Carter spoke with federal agents as they were looking into a bookie named Wayne Nix, who pleaded guilty to charges regarding his role running an offshore sports betting ring. A spokesperson for Carter and James said that Carter cooperated with the investigation, was never charged, and was never contacted again on the matter. Hmm. Is that a big deal, Travis? I don't know about a LeBron's agent. Big being, deal, but being caught for illegal booking on NBA games. I don't know if it's a big deal, but I it's certainly news. It is not I a mean, big deal, and here is why: because you would never see the greatest player in basketball ever betting on the sport he plays in. Oh wait, never mind. We'll just move on from there. Uh, we, we won't talk anymore about that. Never the the flu game. Uh, the Pelicans are losing a member of their rotation for the foreseeable future. New Orleans forward Larry Nance Jr. is expected to miss four to six weeks after the big man reaggravated his right rib fracture. Mm. Um, Penn State has found its new offensive coordinator. The Athletic reported on Thursday that Andy Kotlinicki is set to take over calling duties for Mike Yurick, who was fired after a loss to Michigan earlier this month. Uh, Kotlinicki spent last season as the OC for Kansas. USC freshman Bronny James is inching closer to his return to the court. The son of LeBron was cleared by doctors to return to basketball activities. Could be practicing with the team next week. Bronny James, of course, suffered that cardiac arrest during a workout July 24th. Later on, went a procedure to treat uh, that heart defect. And um, he LeBron has announced that he would miss a Lakers game to go see his son's first game. That's right. Yep. Uh, he was cleared for practice, and as soon as he is could make his debut – he said he's already told his teammates that he was going to go watch uh, family over everything to see Bronny's first game whenever he's cleared to go. Uh, over the next couple of months, there's a few times where their schedule overlaps. They could potentially miss Laker games on the 28th of this month. Uh, they face the Hornets and USC is at Oregon. Uh, Lakers are also in Minnesota when uh, USC is at Oregon State a couple of days later. Uh then basically, it goes from the January dates as well mm. here on ESPN. There's about uh, there's about six games that overlap with the USC schedule that you gotcha. could potentially miss. A um, couple other other things here. Uh, Oregon State University running back Damian Martinez won't play in the Beavers Bowl game. He's arrested for driving under the influence of possession of marijuana during a traffic stop on Wednesday. Mm. So he will not be playing. Uh, Washington. State and Oregon State universities have released some details about next year's football schedule, Travis, for the Pac-12 there. Uh Uh, Both teams will play six games against Mountain West teams. They'll also play one FCS game and five Power 5 games. Complete 2024 football schedule will be announced soon. They're also working on schedules for other sports at the schools as well. Hmm. So, Good luck finding opponents. Yep, yep. And, all right, before we get into other news, uh, this is just, this is awful. And I hope people are charged to the greatest extent of the law, Travis. A dead longhorn has been found on the front lawn of an Oklahoma State fraternity. The animal's stomach was cut open and an expletive was carved into the left side. Tomorrow, of course, the Big 12 championship game between Oklahoma State and 
University of Texas Longhorns. A university statement says OSU is appalled at the disturbing display of animal cruelty. Stillwater police are investigating. They're looking for security camera footage that might show what happened. There are tire tracks across the lawn that appear to show the animal was dumped by a truck or trailer. That's Peace. just awful. I hope Texas yeah. beats them by 45 now. <laughs> I know. That, right. is, that is bad. That, that's just uh, uh, some people. Some people take it too far. Too, too far. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Now, two two Illinois stories, Travis. Mm-hmm. One, the University of Illinois. Yep. As Reggie Love III is leaving the program. Yep, I did so see St. that. The St. Louis native announced that he would be transferring out of Illinois for his final year of eligibility. Love finished the season as the team's leading rusher with 567 yards and four touchdowns. However, he battled an injury throughout most of the season and throughout his Illini career. Mm-hmm. Yep. Entering his name in the portal. Yep. Now, on one hand... That's bad because, like it said, leading rusher. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, that means Fagan moves up the depth chart. That's right, yeah. He would be RB1. I would think so. Entering next season. So, I mean, I wish the best for Reggie Love the third Injuries kind of, like I said, hampered his career at right, Illinois. Yeah, they really did. The only thing that, that I hope he does is he doesn't go to Missouri. <laughs> Missouri. St. Louis native. Mizzou, yeah. Go to SIU. It's close to. It's close there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You do that. Yeah. But yeah, that was a a bummer. Yep. Yep. I saw yesterday. And Travis. Mm-hmm. Remember how I told you we had some Bears news, even though it is not. Yep. Uh, Bears are not playing this week. Mm-hmm. The Bears could be looking to make a head coach change this off season. Yes. Diana Rossini is reporting that Chicago has entertained the possibility of hiring Jim Harbaugh if the team ends up moving on from Matt Eberflus after the season. Yep. Harbaugh spent seven seasons with the Bears as a quarterback. Yeah. Travis, I think we speculated about this when the Eberflus was before he was hired. Mm-hmm. But I think the Bears ever – it was never reported that the Bears were entertaining him as an offer. No. This is our first time – because we knew the Colts had said that they were. Mm-hmm. This is the first time. Right. That the Bears, it has been reported that they have talked about Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, I was say it's like the first time that an actual reporter reported And Diana it. Rossini is pretty well respected. Oh, yeah, she's legit. <sighs> <laughs> it's happening. If he wins the Natty, mm-hmm. does he go to Chicago? Yeah. Comes back to save the Bears. Come home, Jim. You can scout however much you want in the NFL. Exactly. I mean, Bill Belichick made a Super Bowl winning Hall of Fame career. That's right. It? Yeah. Oh, You don't even boy. need those signs in the NFL. You can uh, talk in the helmets. Boy, boy, boy. I don't want it. You talk about poor whoever the Bears quarterback would be. You talk about pressure. You talk about being under a microscope. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh is your coach. That is the biggest microscope that there could be on you. Yeah. We'll see if Caleb Williams can handle it. <laughs> what a combination in Chicago. Caleb Williams and Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> That is. He's going to spend it on Marvin Harrison Jr. to try and get the Ohio State fans with him. 
And then he's going to get an offensive tackle to help the line, and he's going to get C.J. McCarthy in the third or fourth round. Right. That, that's a point that no one's bringing up that can Coach Harbaugh even – even sign off on picking Marvin Harrison Jr. because of the Buckeyes Michigan connection. Of course he can. He will. Hmm. He's gonna throw that Michigan thing right out the window once he signs the, <laughs> the probably one of. Would you not say probably one of the highest paid coaching contracts in the NFL? Oh yeah, is what he would probably be at that point. It wouldn't matter who you played for. However, I'd love it if that's secretly why he doesn't want Justin Fields as his quarterback. That too. <laughs> it, it all makes sense. That too. I'll give you the wide receiver, but we're not keeping the quarterback. There you go. Can <laughs> you imagine? We're drafting the Michigan quarterback to throw to the Ohio State wide receiver. Can you imagine <laughs> Coach Harbaugh with Justin Fields throwing to Marvin Harrison Jr.? <laughs> that would be... Uh. That would be a turnaround for Coach Harbaugh, a heel turn in Michigan. Oh, yeah. At least. Well, I don't know if it kept just – well, yeah, it it would. I was going to say J.J. McCarthy throwing to Marvin Harrison Jr. Ugh. I'll stick with Fields. Well, I would too. But Harbaugh knows McCarthy. He he recruited him, brought him in, made him a star. Yeah. Made him so he is a second, third, fourth round pick or whatever he is. Mm Mm-hmm. So, whatever he ends up whatever being. Whatever he is. <laughs> That's Sports Center, Travis. Whatever he ends up being. All right. Very well. Lots to talk about there. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so uh, let's get uh, some more of your thoughts here. Some more of the NBA stuff. Uh, the Lakers ended up losing last night to the Thunder. Pretty big. 133 to 110. Shea Gilders Alexander, 33 points. Chad Olgren also. Had a good game as well. Uh, Wimbyama in the Spurs, they lost to the Hawks by two. Uh, the Warriors, uh, they beat the Clippers 122-1-14. Steph goes for a 26 in that one. Mm-hmm. Ja- the Jazz lost to the Timberwolves. And the Pacers, they fell to the Heat 142-132. to Halliburton goes off for 44 and 10 assists. But... 10-point loss for Indiana. And then the Bulls. Yeah. The Bulls in overtime. Mm-hmm. They won over Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks. It was yep. 120 to 113. Yep. OT doubled them up yep. in the overtime session. Yep. And uh, Mr. Ayodesumu got the start. Yeah. All five starters and double figures for the Bulls, including Io, yep. who had 14 last night. Yep. Played pretty efficiently in those black unis. Travis, the best the Bulls have looked this season against one of the better teams in the NBA who played all of their normal players. Yeah. While Levine and DeRozan sat. Yep. <laughs> Trade them. Trade them. Get them out of here. They're obviously cancer room. They're obviously locker room cancer. So it's one game. No, it hasn't been, though. It's been the whole season. When you take two guys out and the team performs this well, (laughs) it tells me that there is something going on where those guys, we already know Levine is not gelling with the team. He's already had issues of, you know, blowing off things and, you know, everything like that. The person beside him in that first, you know, that we heard about in that first, you know, players-only meeting after the very first game was DeMar DeRozan. 
Mm-hmm. Get these two out of here. They're mm-hmm. not the right culture for this Bulls team. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with uh, Levine, but uh, I know he's not going to be around for a week. The yep. Bulls announced uh, this morning that he'll be sidelined for a week with right foot soreness. Of course, that's what they're calling it. <laughs> Sounds a lot better than we really don't want to play him. Mm. Struggled to find a rhythm through the first 18 games. He's averaging 21 points a game, uh, 44% shooting his lowest number since 2017-18 when he was coming off that ACL. Let's- Let's be 100% honest here, Travis. And and the Bulls overpaid for a slam dunk champion. Yeah. That's all that Zach Levine um, is. That's been his, uh, he's, his tag. He's nothing else. He's not a great shooter. He's not a great passer. He's not a great defender. Mm-hmm. He's a slam dunk champ. And he was pretty good at that when it was his prime. Yeah. But... That's not worth the money we're paying for him, and that's why you can't trade him. Mm-hmm. Mm. I've heard reports that people want DeRozan over Levine because they don't want to take on Levine's contract. Right. Yeah, and uh, Vucevic was uh, asked about that, the absence of Levine and DeRozan, and he said that that has nothing to do with it on Thursday's game. We just came together. We knew we had to show better spirit. We came back home with our fans behind us, and we just wanted to play well. It's one game. That's our two best players. We need them. If we want to achieve anything big, we need them. Nope. According to the man in the middle. Nope. I mean, that's what he's, again, well, what yes, he's, what is he supposed? That's what he's supposed to say. Yeah, you know he can't he can't be going in there lobbing grenades at the locker room because those guys are still in the house, right? You know they're still in that locker room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Levine is expected to be traded after December fifteenth, according to reports. Yeah, the more than likely. Levine has played his last game with the Bulls. Mm. And what a whimper of a way this all ended. It was, yeah. What an odd way to end it. Even even DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. And again, it all goes back to darn ball. Right. Lonzo doesn't get hurt. We're having a completely different conversation. Mm-hmm. But Lonzo gets hurt, and it's thrown everything else off, and it's kept pushing back year after mm-hmm. year after year after year to where now it's the point of we're starting over. Right. Throw it away. We're starting over again. Yeah. No, that's that's true. And Vucevic, I, I like Vucevic. He's getting older. He's not going to be around. I know you just paid him, but he's not going to be around for, for forever. No. So you have to find a young core to build around. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that young core includes Io. I yeah. say Patrick Williams. Basically, all the effort that yeah. was shown last night, those young players there. Yeah. Besides Vucevic and uh, let's see, uh, Caruso. He's not. He's not very young. I think he's going to get tra- traded too. Yeah. Kobe White. Kobe White, yep. He had 23 last night. I I think... DeMar DeRozan, it's been reported, wants to be traded to the Heat or Knicks if he's dealt. 
per the athletic. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. The Bulls had 32 assists as a team against the Bucks last night, Travis. This season, the Bulls are 29th in assists, averaging 20 assists per game. <laughs> they had 32 last night. Wow. Again, they played as a team without their two star players. It did. It was the most key cohesive yep. that they've looked for sure. Yep. And so. again, that's all I need to know that this experiment is not working, mm. and we need to. Yeah, I think the, the rubber's definitely going to meet the road here. We're going to see some changes we, for sure you upcoming. Have to. You have to. Uh, it's we've had enough. We we've had enough of this. Um, you, you need you need to end this. We've had enough. Had enough. Enough <laughs> is enough, Travis. It's time for a change. And it's time to change it up. Yep. That's right. Yep. So I don't know who I don't know who you look at. I don't know again. To me, I would be a jerk and I'd find a way to get DeRozan or uh, Levine to go to the um, Pistons, but that's me. So ah, uh, why would you do that to him? Well, because he wanted to not, you know. Pistons are two and seventeen now with their loss against the Knicks and one eighteen to one twelve, and the Pistons have a one in a month. So. Why'd you do that to him? Oh, I just saw something that really made me sad, Travis. Forty-two points for Jalen Brunson. Are are you are you ready to hear something that's gonna make you really sad? Okay. Saw this on Twitter. You know the the meme of the change my mind guy. Mm-hmm. Here's one. Are you ready? Yeah. If the Bulls didn't land D Rose with their one point seven percent chance, they'd be the saddest NBA franchise over the last twenty five years. Mm hmm. It's probably true. I can't argue with that. Yeah. And that makes me sad. Mm-hmm. How did we get here? Right. Every time they're supposed to be decent, it all falls away. We were two games away from... We were in the play-in tournament last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get rid of them. <laughs> get rid of them. Reisdorf, sell the team. All of them. Get rid of them. Hmm. Sell the team. Uh, yeah, we go through this. Sell the coach. Hmm. Sell it all. Sell it all. Except for Io. Except for Io, that's right. <laughs> Pistons are 0-15 in November. Ugh. Didn't win a whole game in the whole month. Yep. Ugh. It's a rough month right there. Ugh. Tough times to be a a Pistons fan. Uh, I got a couple of good games on ESPN tonight. I got the 76ers and Celtics and the Nuggets and the Suns. Two games on ESPN. No games on Sunday for some reason. Uh, the uh, Warriors Clippers matchup again on Saturday. Uh, the Bulls will take on Zion and the Pelicans. So if you're interested, you can go to the United Center and see Zion for as low as $28. No, thank you. On Saturday, if you're looking at something to do this weekend. No, thank you. No, thank you. Hmm. And who's to say he's even guaranteed to play? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 
let's get to uh, let's get to this day in sports history. All right, this day in sports history. got some ground to cover here with the weekend. Yeah, let me scroll to that proper proper place here in my research. There's all that research I need for college football that I was looking for and couldn't find at the appropriate time. All right, here we go. December 1st, Travis. That's today. That is today. 1996, Wayne Gretzky became the first and only player in NHL history to reach 3,000-point plateau, including playoffs. He recorded an assist in a Rangers 6-2 win over the Canadians. Great one to finish the legendary career with 2,857 regular season points and 382 in the playoffs. Good for 3,239 total points. Mm-hmm. A record that'll never be broken, right? The points? Yeah. Um. Yeah, probably not. I don't know how close others are. December 1st, 2002, one of Michael Vick's career-defining moments, a 46-yard rushing touchdown in overtime to beat the Vikings 30-24. to Vick just outran the entire Minnesota defense on the play. Yeah, that was one in, of his in most 02, famous yeah, was, highlights. Yep. It was an awesome one. And on this date in 2019, Lewis Hamilton won the F1 Grand Prix, uh, Grand Prix of Abu Dhabi to secure his sixth career Formula World title, one shy of Michael Schumacher's record. And reportedly, that was the last time that Max Verstappen didn't, didn't win, win a race. Yeah. <laughs> what a joke he turned that sport into. <laughs> Him in a Red Bull. Just domination. Uh, December 2nd, 1972, Archie Griffin won the Heisman for the second straight year. He remains to this day the only player to ever win the award twice. Yep. December 2nd, 2011, LaMichael James runs for 219 yards and three touchdowns as number five Oregon beats UCLA 49-31 in the first ever Pac-12 championship game in Eugene, Oregon. The first ever one, 2011. The last ever one, 2023. Yeah. R.I.P. the Pac-12 title game. Yep. <clears throat> December 2nd, 2013, the 10-1 Seahawks host the 9-2 Saints in a game with huge playoff implications. Seattle beats New Orleans 34-7 by 310 yards and three touchdowns from Russell Wilson, the first 303-0 interception game of his career. Hmm. December 2nd, 2018, Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury's title bout ends in a controversial split draw. Fury is knocked down in the 12th round, but beats the count and finishes the fight. Mm. I remember Wilder Fury. Yeah. I had a lot of hype. Yeah. So do a lot of boxing fights that really don't ever live up Amounts to anything. Looking at Pew, Pacquiao, and Floyd. Yeah. That wasn't really too exciting. Floyd and McGregor. Although, I think we all knew what we were getting into with that. Exactly, yeah. December 2nd, 2019, Lionel Messi wins his record sixth Balloon d'Or. The 31-year-old be out Liverpool defender Virgil van Jonk, who was instrumental in helping Liverpool win the Champions League for the award voted on by a panel of international journalists. Mm-hmm. But many from the U.S. were there. December 3rd, 1956, Wilt Chamberlain made his debut at Kansas, scoring a school record 52 points. That is a debut, Travis. Mm-hmm. 52 yeah. in your debut. You can only go down from there. Yeah, pretty good debut. But Will Chamberlain did not. No. December 3rd, 1999, Tori Murden McClure becomes the first woman and the first American to row across the Atlantic Ocean. Mm. That would be a workout. Yeah, I'd say. I'll De- pass. I'll, me too. 
December 3rd, 2011, Monty Ball runs for three touchdowns, and Russell Wilson throws three touchdown passes as number 10 Wisconsin and just number 17 Michigan State, 42-39 in the inaugural Big Ten Championship game in Indianapolis. High scoring. And finally, December 3rd, 2015, Aaron Rodgers throws a successful Harold Mary to beat the Lions. You remember that one? That's a that's a famous one. Yeah. And Lions fans were devastated the world over, but used to it. Mm-hmm. Yep, they knew Until that this fam- year. familiar all too well. Until this year, Travis. This is the year for the Lions. This is the year. We Potentially. Said, we, we said the same thing about uh, the Browns a couple years ago, too. <laughs> yeah. Where'd that get all of us? Nope. Nowhere. Yeah. Again, didn't get us nowhere. Nowhere. Thanks, Cleveland. Thanks, Baker. Yeah. Hope you're enjoying Tampa. Right. I'm sure he is. Uh, Lions should have sacked Rodgers in the backfield. I'm watching the video now. Should have sacked him. Let him get off that heave. He had like a 10, 15-yard running start. Mm -hmm. And then just no one decided to bat the ball down. Yep. And it was the very first guy who caught it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That was on Thursday Night Football, too. I was back when Thursday night football was on CBS and not pay for. And oh, and then the face of lions fans. Right. Yeah, that was pretty famous. I think that was, uh, I know a big cat barstool was at that game. It's pretty famous for his career. Yeah. And to tie it back, Travis, to our first segment, who was the coach in that game? Mike McCarthy. Oh, yeah, he was. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tying it back to the beginning of the show. Mike McCarthy is everywhere this today. <laughs> Look at that. It's beautiful. No punts and Hail Marys. Mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy. Man, if I knew you were going to tie it all back in like that, that would have been a perfect way to get out of here. Ah. But we got one more segment left. We do. We got to get to pick them. Football pick them. I mean, I guess it ties in, not with a, just the first segment, but just with football in general. Football in general, Travis. It's it, it's good to have some football in general. So, yeah. Uh, here we go. Football pick'em. Uh, what do we got for pick'em this week? Tell I, the people. I haven't looked at the recap, so don't ask me what the recap is. Um, we'll, we'll get to that at another day. Probably on Monday when we recap all this. Yeah. Um. All right, so let's start with the professionals. Sunday, mm-hmm. Colts minus one at the Titans. Since I am ahead, it's basically a pick em game. Since I am ahead, I will pick first, and I will go Colts. Even without Jonathan Taylor, it makes me a little nervous, but I will go Colts in this one. I will go Colts as well. Okay. The other game, which you can hear on 98.9 The Game, speaking of the Lions, Lions at the Saints. 11 o'clock start time on 99 the game. Lions minus four and a half. Travis, who you got in this one? I got Detroit. Mm. Detroit. This seems like the start of year where the Lions start falling. If history is any indication. Mm-hmm. If last week's game against Green Bay is any indication. Yeah. This is the time when the Lions should start faltering if they're going to. Mm-hmm. 
Do I think Dan Campbell prevents that from happening, or does Jared Goff become the Jared Goff Travis knows and loves? <laughs> the one I remember. The one you remember from all those years from in LA. LA. And St. Louis. And St. Louis. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to say Lions, too, even though I think the Saints could easily win this game. Um, all right, tonight we got the Pac-12 title game, Travis. Oregon <laughs> versus Washington. I will pick first. It's Oregon. When I looked at the uh, the spread, Oregon minus nine and a half. Yep. I will go. I'll go Washington. I think this will be a close game, so I don't know if Washington can win it. But nine and a half feels big for a team you've already beaten. Now, you know it's hard to beat a team twice in one season, but Washington hasn't lost yet this year, and everyone's counting them out. Mm-hmm. So I'll go Washington. I was gonna go Washington too because I do think that nine and a half point spread is it's big. It's a lot, uh, and Washington's already beat Oregon once. Mm-hmm. Hard to beat a team twice in the same year, uh, though. Yeah, I'll go ahead and stick with it. I'll, okay. I do think that this is gonna work out in Washington's favor. I don't know if they're gonna win outright, but I think they could keep it closer than nine and a half. Our next game, Travis, in honor of our fellow colleague over at I-70 Sports, Todd Stapleton, SIU, heading out to Utah to take on the Vandals. Todd is split. Vandals, SIU. Vandals, of course, Vandalia. Todd tied in with Vandalia. Only it's the Idaho Vandals, SIU, where Todd went to school. It is Utah, minus six and a half, Travis. Who you got? <laughs> I uh, was not expecting this one. I know. I threw you a curveball, didn't I? Second wow. round of the FCS playoffs, Travis. we got to talk about it. There's still people upset that EIU got snubbed and missed the playoffs. I, I did see that when that happened. Whew. I will go first then. Okay. I'm going with my Salukis. <laughs> Give me SIU plus six and a half against the Idaho Vandals. Going to the Kirby Dome, always a cool place to see. Kirby Dome is fun. Ever been? Never been there myself, but it always looks cool in the video games. Uh, it does. Ah, uh, so like a giant warehouse. Someone just decided we're gonna put a football field in here. Out in Idaho. Out in Idaho. I Idaho's in a warehouse. I will go the other side in this one. I'll go Idaho. Go Idaho. Mm-hmm. I know you are. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Uh, Real mature. I know, right? Big 12 title game, Travis. Texas minus 15 against Oklahoma State. Who you got? Oof. Big number again, but I'm going to go Texas minus 15. I also will go Texas avenging that Longhorn. That's right. The revenge game. Next up, we got the Big Ten title game. Michigan minus 22 against Iowa, Travis. I will go first. I will go Iowa just to be interesting, keeping it within 22. (laughs) I will go Michigan. And I want to see the under. (laughs) Wants the under and Michigan to win by 22. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, ACC title game, Florida State minus one and a half against Louisville. Travis, who you got? I got Louisville. 
this this to me is is a toss up. Obviously, the spread says that as well. You said one and a half. Florida State minus one and a half. Okay. Uh, I will go Louisville as well. I think they can do it, especially without Jordan Travis there for Florida State. I think they're a different team without him. And now on ESPN, the line has moved. It's two and a half for Florida State. We locked it in this morning. One and a half. One and a half. But I was saying we already have some movement here already during the day. Yep. And finally, Travis, the SEC title game. Georgia minus five against Alabama. I'm going for chaos. Give me Alabama. Never thought I'd say that in my ever, ever life. Here we are. Here we are. I want the <laughs> chaos. Uh, so I wouldn't mind some chaos and intrigue happening either, but I'm going to go the smart thing, and I'm going to go Georgia. Travis is going to go Georgia. Georgia minus five. Alrighty. Chaos can come elsewhere. No, we want chaos. Mm. We want the chaos. So let's see. Just for giggles, I'm back on the All-State Playoff Predictor, Travis. <laughs> so I'm doing I'm doing your picks. And this is who you're, according to the Playoff Predictor. Let's see. You picked Washington. Mm-hmm. You picked Texas. You picked Michigan. Yep. Louisville. And Georgia. Mm-hmm. That would give you a final four playoff of Georgia, Michigan, Washington, and Texas. Mm-hmm. A 3% chance of that all happening, according to the playoff predictor. <laughs> 3%. Myself, I did. Uh, I also did Washington. I did Texas. I did Iowa for the chaos. Louisville and Alabama. What is your final four look <laughs> My like? My final four is Washington, Texas, Alabama, and Georgia. <laughs> wow. Two totally different. Wow. Washington and... is the one, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, out of those teams, probably so. And the computer gives that less than a 1% chance of happening. <laughs> right. I would say that Iowa one kind of. Excuse things. So I said that they were going to keep it within 22. I didn't say they were going to win, but I'm playing the game here. So, wow, you have three SEC schools and one Big Ten school in <laughs> yep, there. That's right. Wow. What a playoff. What a playoff. Hey, if SEC could tout <laughs> Texas as a we got a future representative in the playoff, we can tout it too in the Big here's, Ten. Here's my thing. How does Alabama fans feel? Because – I feel that there's hardly any way for Alabama to get in. Right. <clears throat> I agree. I mean, so if you that would win, be a, even if they win, a huge jump to a huge eight jump. to four. A huge jump. You would need everything else to kind of fall into place. You'd need Texas to lose. You would. Sure. You would need. You need Florida State to lose. Mm-hmm. You need Washington to lose. Well, I think the winner of Oregon Washington is ahead of. Ohio State anyways. Alabama. Or Alabama, I'm sorry. So, so let's see. You'd have Michigan. You'd have Texas lost. You'd have Michigan. Oregon, Washington, whoever whoever won that. And then, yeah, you probably have – then it would be Alabama. Mm Mm-hmm. And then probably Georgia. Mm Mm-hmm. 
That's the best case scenario for the SEC. Yeah. Worst really case is. scenario is Texas wins, Oregon, Washington, Florida State wins, and Michigan wins. Because at that point, if Alabama wins, mm. SEC's out. Right. So some of the most vocal SEC's, the best football conference out there, has been Alabama fans. Mm-hmm. So what do they do? Mm-hmm. Which is more important to them? Winning a conference title or the conference in the playoffs? That's true. That's a conundrum. I'm glad we at Illinois never have to worry about it. Nope. We just cheer for our team because we never have decisions like this weighing on our shoulders. Exactly. Yep. And if you're Michigan, you lose, you're out too. Right. So don't go in there thinking you're just going to take care of business against Iowa. So I think that's what a lot of teams have done against Iowa. Mm-hmm. Ugh. We'll see how brutal that game is to get through on Saturday. We'll see. And uh, we'll see after we watched the Illinois Rutgers game at the Rack. Oh, yeah. So what a, a sports Saturday we got in store. All then, weekend kicks off tonight. Yeah. Altamont basketball. Cumberland basketball, mm-hmm. Pac-12 championship tomorrow, Illinois basketball, all the rest of the college football championship, and then Sunday, Lions-Saints on mm-hmm. 98 the game, plus all the NFL action. Yeah, I'll definitely have to keep an eye out on that Oregon-Washington game Yeah, at mm-hmm. the game tonight. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's what I'll do. All righty. Sounds, like sounds like a plan. I think we're good. I think we are. So, uh, we are gonna get out of here and uh, that'll do it uh, for uh, this week and we'll be back on monday to recap everything in the top three top three moments from the uh, sports weekend and until then thanks for listening thanks for downloading we're out peace out see ya